Before we begin tonight's episode, I'm sad to report the passing of Tony Hall. From the Trinidad Theatre Workshop, it is with sadness that we join the theatre and national community in mourning the passing of theatre stalwart Tony Hall. His pioneering work on local television and theatre, both here and abroad, is recognized. He worked with the TTW to present the playwriting workshop since the Belmont days. To his family and friends in theatre, Gael the Caribbean, and the Trinidad and Tobago Film Company and wider creative industries, we at TTW offer our sincerest condolences. Rest in peace, Tony Hall. I had the honor of meeting Tony Hall in 2015 while he was giving a lecture at the Prague Quadrennial. It was amusing seeing as that I had come from Trinidad and had just moved there. And as he was giving his speech, I watched him talk about the mass that he had created called Miss Miles. And near the end of his speech, he had asked if anybody had been to Trinidad or knew of anything to Trinidad, and I raised my hand. And he was shocked because he did not expect someone to be like, I know where that is, or I've heard of that. And it wasn't until after the speech that we officially met and I got to meet Tony Hall. Years later, as time passed here in Trinidad, I had the opportunity to work with him and meet with him, speak with him, and every so often share a drink with him. And I will miss Tony Hall, his liveliness, his joy, his laughter, but also his dedication to his craft, his seriousness about the importance of performance and playwriting. I'll miss you, Tony. I know that this is probably not the most interesting time for you to, to, to go, but it seems you were needed elsewhere. Take care, Tony. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. My name is Richard Bryant, and I am your host. It's April 27th, 2020. This is the Corona Chronicles, Day 46. Here are today's news and notes. From our friends at thetheatertimes.com, this story comes out of Russia. Theater during self-isolation danger as opportunity. Theater has survived thanks to its mobility and potential to exchange creative ideas. Since its inception, it has been open to the circulation of different practices, approaches, and conscious action. It is a platform for communication and exchange of ideas, or partnership if you will. However, the clear identities and cultural roots of individuals do not lose their significance because theater cultures meet, collide, and ultimately interact. Theorist and philosopher Roland Barthes wrote in his 1963 critical essay that theater is a kind of cybernetic machine. In its idle state, the machine is hidden behind a curtain, but as soon as it opens, it begins to send you a series of messages. Just like paintings, literature, cinema, and pop music, theater can broadcast ideology, style, quality, standards of living, values, including national ones, and the mentality of a nation. It can demonstrate creative potential and the ability to generate ideas and technologies, including the potential creative power of a nation. 
In the midst of the current pandemic, theater and other performing arts are undergoing a period of crisis. But crisis contains two components, danger and opportunity. Danger is talked about more often, which is normal because a person is prone to negative thinking, as theater is to dramatization. The initial period of theater on the verge of a nervous breakdown has largely been overcome, and many theaters have found a way to adapt to new circumstances, once again proving the vitality and amazing energy of this art form. The theater is separated from its audience, orphaned for a while, but quickly begin to use digital technologies and streaming tools. Performances with digital elements or those performed entirely online are not headline news, but before lockdown, it was mainly the experimenters who used digital technologies. Yet now, online access has become the only way for theaters to survive. Live broadcasts, recordings of performances, online readings, demonstrations, and interviews conducted in real time have all become the new standard. As before, the viewer, who is now in forced isolation, has the opportunity to choose how to spend his or her evening on the couch. I am sure that many of us have already found that the broadcasts of various theater productions can grasp the profound inside, and we again find ourselves in a situation where it is impossible to grasp the immensity because the choice of online performances is huge. If you'd like to read the rest of this article, posted by Emilia Dementstov, please check out the Theater Times. The article is entitled, Theater During Self-Isolation, Danger as Opportunity. Page 2. From our friends at What's On Stage, the English National Opera to hold drive-in performances at Alexandra Palace. This article was presented by Alex Wood of London. The English National Opera will run a series of drive-in operas at the Alexandra Palace in North London. Expected to take place across the first three weeks of September, the performances will see singers, musicians, and audiences abide by social distancing rules while punters drive up to watch the shows live. Set on the grounds of the North London venue, if successful, the Eno is expected to roll out the scheme to other parts of the UK to allow live performances to continue. The run of 12 shows will include La Boheme and The Magic Flute, with further details to be announced. Also, from our friends at What's On Stage, you can watch the Bring It On UK and Ireland tour cast rehearse in isolation. The cast has been perfecting their dance moves even while in lockdown. Again, this article is presented by Alex Wood. The cast of the upcoming tour of Bring It On aren't letting lockdown stopping them rehearse. The company are still learning their moves in isolation under the careful watch of hit choreographer Fabian Aloise. The cast consists of Lewis Smith and Amber Davies, Vanessa Fisher, Aidan Morgan, Georgia Bradshaw, Alicia Belgrade, Chloe Pohl, Francis D., Samuel Wilson Freeman, and Marvin Charles, with the ensemble including Roshani Abbey, Zinzil Schuma, Gareth Moran, Matthew Dawkins, Jordan Isaac, Katie Lee, Jack Dargan, and Bianca Sinsnall. Based on the hit film of the same name, the show has a score by Lin-Manuel Miranda and Tom Kitt, with lyrics by Miranda and Amanda Green and book by Jeff Witte. Guy Unsworth directs this production with associate choreography by Jason Winter, acrobatic direction by Danny McDonald, set design by Libby Watson, costume design by Susan Kulkarni, 
Lighting design by Matt Daw. Sound design by Ross Portway. Musical supervision by Mark Crossland. Music direction by Sarah Burrell. And voice and dialect by Andrea Fudge. The production will open on tour when it is able to do so, with the production scheduled to run at London's South Bank Centre from December 9th to January 10th, 2021. Continuing on of the things that are available for you to check out and watch, from our friends at Playbill.com, celebrating 50 years of company. This article was presented by Roberto Arujo. Cast members from 50 years of production, including this year's Broadway revival, share their favorite memories from the Sondheim musical. On April 26, 2020, the Stephen Sondheim George Firth musical celebrates 50 years since its original opening night on Broadway. To celebrate, Playbill asked cast members from the original 1970 production to the 2020 revival and all those in between to share their favorite movies and memories from being a part of the show. Watch original cast member Donna D. Vaughn, as well as the likes of Katrina Lenk, Jennifer Simard, Nikki Renee Daniels, Christopher Fitzgerald, and more as they share stories from high school productions, college concerts, and backstage on Broadway. Of course, you can visit playbill.com and not only see the video, but also take a look through original photos. Page 3. Moving back across the pond, from our friends at theguardian.com, the hottest front room seats, the best theater and dance to watch online. From live streams of new plays to classics from the archive, here are some of the top shows online now or coming soon. Of course, this page will be updated daily, so please check out theguardian.com. This article was presented by Chris Wigan, the stage editor. Some of the works that are available are hashtag AIWW, the arrest of I Weiwei. The Hampstead Theater and The Guardian have teamed up to stream a series of acclaimed productions for free. Hashtag AIWW, the arrest of A Weiwei, directed by James McDonald, is based on a book by Barnaby Martin about the 81-day detention and the interrogation of A. Weiwei by the Chinese authorities in 2011. Benedict Wong stars as the artist and activist in Howard ben Brenton's gripping play. The production will be available to watch until 10 p.m. on May 3rd. North Country, Tayinder Singhaw-Hayer's play brought a postal post-apocalyptic vision of Bradford to the basement of an abandoned Marks and Spencer when it was staged in 2016. Created for Freedom Studios, it follows three teenagers grappling with the aftermath of a plague. A live cast of the production was created for mobile devices, and that version will be available on YouTube for free until May 7th. Director Alex Chisholm says that when they started making digital live performances via mobile phones, easy and low cost, we had no idea how urgent that might feel right now. National Theater at Home The NT has risen to the occasion by unveiling a mighty lineup of some of its greatest hits to be streamed online on Thursdays at 7 p.m. and then available for seven days. Twelfth Night, directed by Simon Goodwin and starring Tamsin Grieg as Malvolia, is online until April 30th. Next is Nick Deer's adaptation of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, staged in 2011. 
with the inspired idea of Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller alternating between the roles of Victor Frankenstein and the creature on different nights. Audiences will be able to see both actors in each role, as two versions will be shown on consecutive evenings, April 30th and May 1st. Simon Godwin's epic 2018 production of Antony and Cleopatra starring Ray Fiennes and Okianido as the Tragic Lovers will be streamed on May 7th. English National Ballet. Tamara Rojo's brilliant company have announced weekly streams from their archive, available free for 48 hours. On April 29th, you can see a 2015 staging of Dust, created by Akram Khan from ENB's First World War Quartet, Lest We Forget, and famously performed by Glastonbury a year earlier. Inspired by the workforce of women mobilized during the war, its mesmerizing imagery includes a line of dancers shrouded in dust that bursts from their clapped hands. Of course, the, this article goes on with many, many other great descriptions from some of the best companies available. So please check out the article at theguardian.com and take a look at all the watchable material that will be available online for you to consume. Also from our friends at theguardian.com. Again, another article from Chris Wigan. This one is titled, It Felt Like Shutdown Took My Future. 50 Creatives Launch Online Dramas. From the anxiety of remote workers to the strain of isolated couples, a series of virtual collaborations masterminded by Dunisia Samal looks at how our lives have changed. A collection of more than 50 actors, writers, and directors have come together in isolation for a series of rapid-response short films about how our lives have been changed by the COVID-19 lockdown. The Virtual Collaborators Project, launched on Monday, has been masterminded by Dunisia Samal, an award-winning writer, actor, and musician. Samal was inspired to create the series when The Guardian invited her to contribute an idea to an article proposing an action plan for theater after venues were closed by coronavirus. That was the first time I thought practically about how to stay creative and connected in isolation, said Samal. Once I'd written it down, I had to see if it worked. In the article and on social media, Samal invited creatives to get in touch if they were interested in collaborating. She then devised a questionnaire for them to complete and, based on the answers, matched up trios of actors, writers, and directors. It was quite confusing and involved a very complicated spreadsheet. The idea was to introduce people to each other digitally and have a mix of experience levels, disciplines, and styles. Some people set up their own partnerships as well. It was all fairly fluid. People want to make stuff. The pieces have sprung from creative discussions on Skype and apps such as House Party, and many of them reflect on our new dependence on digital communication. Whether it be colleagues holding meetings on Zoom or couples separated by quarantine struggling to stay connected through the lockdown. When You Host Your First Zoom is written by Stephanie Reynolds and directed by Leon Lopez. In the film, Esther Uege plays a team leader whose fuzzy jargon fails to unite her employees. It's an initially comic piece that gradually emphasizes how remote working has left many frayed, frustrated, and unsure of their rights. Digital Detox by James McDermott, also directed by Lopez, stars Kane Surrey and Elliot Hadley as partners whose relationship is put under strain when one of them is forced to remain in Italy with an ex he is visiting.
Samal has written two pieces herself, and one of them, Bangers, is striking in its intimate depiction of touch at this time of social distancing. The piece, she said, explores the residue that misogynistic music leaves on us and our attitude to sex, gender, and relationships. It is directed by Nadia Papakonopoulou with music by Theo Ogundube. More than a dozen videos are planned to be released over the next fortnight, and Samal will be spotlighting the different artists involved on her Twitter and Instagram accounts. The videos will be featured on The Guardian and shared on YouTube and the Virtual Collaborators website. Among the individuals involved with the project are Nikeshi Shukla, Anjili Mohindra, Sasha Dawan, Joseph Adalakun, Mili Bhatia, and Julia Levi. Small's previous plays include Out of Sorts, staged at London's Theatre 503 in 2019, and Busking It, which she performed herself at the Edinburgh Fringe and High Tide Festivals, and was based on her 10 years as a London underground busker. Her upcoming acting credits include a role in The Great, a Hulu TV series that stars Elle Fanning as Catherine the Great. As an actor, shutdown initially felt like it had taken away my future, Small said. We don't know what's coming, so looking ahead felt pointless, but I'm beginning to adapt. I write a lot. It's escapism, and start projects like this. Since venues were closed in mid-March, a huge number of digital theater projects have been announced. The National Theatre of Scotland, home in Manchester, High Tide and Headlong were among the first companies to commission major online programs of work exploring life in lockdown. For Gray's Crips Without Constraints, deaf and disabled writers were commissioned to create monologues written in isolation that either focus on the current crisis or something completely different. It's amazing to see what people are making online, how creative they've become, said Samal. It's going to be hard to rebuild theater. It won't be the same, but I think artists will work hard to adapt and support each other. The funny flip side of this is that suddenly we're all unemployed and worried so the judgment about being successful has eased. Artists are being much nicer to each other. As for the forthcoming virtual collaborators' dramas, she said, I'm as excited as anyone to see what is made each week. Page 4 From our friends at USITT, USITT is saddened to learn that Steve Irwin passed away this morning. Steve was a veteran in our industry, providing line design services to the corporate theater and entertainment industries for over 35 years. He also created the Everything Stage Lighting Facebook group page, as well as LightingTrainer.com, a website dedicated to providing training and support materials for the stage, lighting, and visual entertainment industry. Steve will be greatly missed, and our thoughts are with his family and friends at this time. Also from USITT, they are again kicking off the week with their series of posts from designers whose productions were canceled or postponed due to the global COVID-19 pandemic, with a final design rendering from Ruben Lucas. Ruben was the scenic designer of the Cardinal Stages production of Ada and the Engine. Here is how Ruben approached his design. The design is approached from the idea of bringing the Victorian age with the modern era. In this streamlined Victorian-inspired world, there is trussing with brass gears representing the different engine, a mirrored door in each wall on either end of the set, overscale wallpaper, and a geometric parquet floor. Modern color-changing LED light tubes add contrast to the Victorian elements. 
Other design elements and ideas include the contrast between the masculine and feminine. This visually represents the scientific world that Ada is drawn towards and expectations of Victorian women. If you'd like to check out this rendering, please visit USITT's many social media platforms. Also, as discussed in today's New at Noon session, the virtual guest lecturer and artist register was created by technical director Brian Phillips and computer science major at Ohio Northern University, Harrison Hennig, in response to the global COVID-19 pandemic. The idea behind the register is for theater technology teachers to connect with industry professionals to guest speak while teaching classes remotely online. You can check out the link on USATT's Facebook page to see the full list and also head over to the videos tab on their Facebook page to rewatch today's Noon at Noon webinar to learn more. And finally, the U.S. Department of Labor's Occupational Safety and Health Administration has created a webpage that provides information for workers and employers about the COVID-19 pandemic. If you haven't already visited this webpage, we recommend reading through some of the content provided as it pertains to how OSHA standards apply to protect workers from COVID-19. Again, all this information can be found at USITT's Facebook page, as well as many of their other social media platforms. As I conclude tonight's podcast, I once again want to extend my gratitude to the members of our armed services, to our healthcare workers, to the nurses and doctors, first responders, police, fire, and emergency service officers around the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please join me in continuing to support these women and men as they face this near impossible task of saving lives in the face of such great adversity. Please support your local food bank and shelters. If possible, donate blood at one of your local Red Crosses. Be sure to check in on the elderly and support those with special needs. Reach out to a friend and help not only make their day, but also improve your own. Because my friend Tony Hall was a playwright, I want to leave you with something written by another great playwright, that of August Wilson. He said, there are always and only two trains running. There is life and there is death. Each of us rides them both. To live life with dignity, to celebrate and accept responsibility for your presence in the world is all that can be asked of anyone. My name is Richard Bryant, and I have been your host. It's April 27th, 2020. This has been the Corona Chronicles. Day 46. Take care, be well, and have a good night. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions on how to make this podcast better, please send them to archivett24 at yahoo.com. Again, that's archive TT24 at yahoo.com.